Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to the Mayo or Back diaspora at home and abroad. You're very welcome to season three, episode five of the Mayo or Back podcast. We're getting through a lot of podcasts this year. It's it's great to see you're joining the two usuals. You've got myself, Fat Larry, and I'm joined by TJ this Hello, afternoon. How are we getting on? You find us today, guys. We are sitting currently in the back of the Mayor Back Satellite Cruiser, or in other words, the Baby Blue 07 Ford Fiesta. It is half seven. It's a bit um, tight back here. It tight is. Tight for space. Yeah, when, particularly when you've got a lot of big men such as ourselves. It's 26 Fine, hours now. Big boys. Big boys. Big boys. We're still not home from down. 26 hours later, we're just on the outskirts of Sligo. It's an absolute fucking disgrace. Um, bumper to bumper all the way. We were very worried about which particular route we could get home, so we took the sensible option and we travelled right around the coast, the North Atlantic Way, and right down into Donegal and down from there. Just safer, just safer really. And just tip of the hat to Brendan Harrison for letting us travel in his fishing boat. It's very good of him. A beautiful little curruck. Great man. Good weekend, by all accounts. Oh, fabulous. Not a perfect performance, but we're in the pot for round two, as James Horn would say. A win is a win. As James Horn would say, guys, listen, you know, we did the skills correctly, did the basics right, looked at each game as it came, took it one game at a time, analysed and drank lots of Coca-Cola. And I think that worked out very well for us on the day and hopefully it will against Armagh next week because, of course, you'll have heard the news at this stage. Mayo have drawn Armagh in a match which will be taking place in a ground nobody wants to visit. Absolutely not, no. Park Everly's McHale Park. It's, it's, the, it's the draw we all feared. Listen, not going to lie, we, we would have loved we would have loved to add Offaly, mm. preferably away from home as well, I might add. The home draw doesn't do us any favours whatsoever, but... As James Horn says, you know, we've got to get the head down now. We've got a busy week ahead preparing from the men from Armagh. No more than this Mayo team. We've got a jam-packed schedule ahead of us as well. We've got a lot to get through. We're going to have a look back at the match in Yuri. We're going to look ahead to next week's game, of course. We also have to get through power rankings. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. But Larry, before we go any further, it seems like it could be a very fine time to pay tribute to one of the stars of the past, recently deceased, the Flying Doctor. Yeah, with great regret hearing that news. Another link to the team of 51 is gone. Just sad to see, and we pass on our condolences from everyone here at Mayo or back. And hopefully this can be give us a little bit of a kick to go and do what he did, I believe, twice. And that um, is lift the Samuel Maguire. Bring Sam back to its, it's fair to say, its rightful home, I think you could say. I suppose in a way you could say that. 
I, I feel it's a rightful home. Definitely. We deserve it. These fans deserve it, I think. You know, so great performance again as well from the Mayo fans at the weekend. What did you think of their performance up the north? Very good. It's worth noting you'd need pounds, dollars and euros to follow this Mayo team this year. You, you literally, you could, you need more than that. You could do with, you could do with a few, a bit of coke as well to follow this team. You know, a few, few uh, cans of coke to keep you going to settle the nerves. They don't make it easy on us, this Mayo team. We travelled in our droves to Newry. Despite a, what a disgrace it was. We still managed We still managed to get up there all right. We got there. I wonder will we hear half as much given out from the Armagh faithful for when the orchard pickers come to County Mayo. Are they going to be given out about what is realistically the exact same length well, of the journey on at the exact same time? TJ, whether they do or they don't, they won't be getting an ounce of sympathy from us Mayo fans anyways. Because we don't deserve that. We are all that matter. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Well, look, we're the ones, we're footing the bill. We're the ones who are, you know, keeping this show on the road. And you'd say that to all outside influences. We're the ones that are keeping the, the you know, the fuel in the kit van and, you know, keeping the floodlights running. You know, so I think we're keeping up our side of the bargain. And as James Horan said, despite what happens behind the scenes, we're going to be right behind our buy-ins. As James Horan said to the Mayo fans, it's worth remembering now to not be looking for information about what's going on inside the camp that'll be kept to him it's our job to just support them senselessly and mindlessly and not ask any questions or expect to hear any details as to what's going on within the confines of a training area and oh, TJ I'll stop you there now for okay, a sec could because be a good idea. that's one thing that you know James Horn has asked of us but as has always been the case here at Mayo or back we are never afraid and we never shy away from the big issues we've got our sources and our contacts and if there is a story that needs to be shared we will do it regardless of the personal damage it could cause us down the line that's so true we are hard hitting and the fans deserve the truth and the truth is what you're going to get here folks so there's a few things few things i have on the agenda here that we need to discuss we're going to start with Davy Clark. What what did you hear? I heard Davy Clark is wielding a, a lot of power in this Mayo team at the moment, flanked by a strong group of clubmates. The Ballina, Stephen Scheitz, along with Davy Clark, now make up five members of this Mayo panel. We saw four of them in action on the pitch the last day. Three at the same time. And the, the big star of them all has yet to come back. That's true. I foresee a day when we have a third of our starting team made up of players from what could be called by many as the North County Town. You could say that from what I heard from my vantage point in Nuri the last day was that Aidan O'Shea actually ref- refused to catch any of David Clark's kickouts if he was the one that was going to be starting. But now we are seeing a new power struggle happening well one, got... one mafia is losing numbers by the day and the other one just seems to be getting stronger and they're stronger not, they're not happy one only has to look to James Horgan's selector team as well and you can see that strong North Mayo presence in there so it's no wonder they're starting to pick players from that area now they have a few young players from that area who'd be seeing more game time as well if they weren't <coughs> 
caught up in what could only be described as this new this new crop of Mayo players that just live in this sort of party boy lifestyle. Yeah, listen, and I mean, that brings us on nicely to the next one. So we've been hearing different rumours have been circulating in the media about the absence of Killian O'Connor. Now we have on good authority here at Mayo are back that Killian, you can hear what you like about his lack of match sharpness and fitness. That is all just a that is just all a screen for what is really happening here. So it's a ruse. essentially what is happening is is that Mayo are back the Mayo players are essentially taking on board what we're saying far too much. And they're taking the fisting approach. The fist first method. The fist first method. They're taking it too far in my opinion oh. and no longer now are they fisting balls over the bar and to each other but now they're actually fisting each other how do you mean so Killian in what way Killian wasn't on the match day 26 at the weekend folks essentially because he was actually sitting on the naughty step he was not allowed go he was grounded for the weekend so you've been hearing that he was involved in a a little bit of argy-bargy with the Mayo captain, who also happens to be his younger brother, over a box of Lego. So Killian uh, wouldn't share his Legos oh my God. with Jermud, and it all got a little bit out of hand. That doesn't surprise me now. Wait, this is only off the back of recently. Was it a Nintendo DS they fell out over that only was a few the last months one. ago? That's why he didn't play in the league final. So mm. now he's missed out on two big games from not being able to share his toys. So look, he's going to have to, hopefully, he's going to do his lines now during the week and he's going to learn from his mistakes. Is there any future for this guy? Well, I mean, not if he continues his poor behaviour. He needs to He needs to manage himself. He needs to see right from wrong. Well, I'm sure opinion. his manger has manged him correctly he's given him a little slap on the wrist or bum or wherever it needed to go and that will have got his head right and got him hopefully in the zone for the big big game on Saturday evening well and another guy who we are going to be looking towards come Saturday evening again a guy who you probably thought was nearly retiring on his pension at this stage, never mind retiring from inter-county football. It's the man, uh, the man we all love. It's Big Bad Adney Mornin. You know, wow. I think... For a Fabulous. S- so for a start, guys, I think we could, all our players who are misbehaving could learn a lot from Andy Mornin. He's fisting the ball the right way. He's channeling the fist properly. You know, this guy, he's getting one-on-one goal-scoring chances... And he's fisting them high up over the bar and shouting Mayo do-do-do after he does it. It's brilliant to see. It's unbelievable. Whatever tactics they had employed, you could see they were really focused around Adney there on Saturday evening because time after time, Mayo were pumping the high, high long ball in. I don't think he won any of them, but, do you know, it was great to, it was great to, Great to see the ball hanging in the air like well, that. Well, he's he certainly improved a lot, and I would put that a lot down to the work that he's been doing in the gym. He's been Randy has been doing a lot of high ball training. He's been going up against um, Joe has been throwing up high ball between himself and the big man uh, Neil Douglas Dougie, yeah. in the gym to try and train Andy to become better under the high ball. 
You so can see the effects it's of that It's really already. working, yeah. He's not catching any of them, in fact. But, you know, another week, and as James Horn says, we're going to go and work on our skills and we're going to hopefully... The basics. The basics, and hopefully we're going to produce the perfect performance. The basic skills. Hopefully we Saturday. can actually perform the basic skills this weekend. Absolutely. Well, that's the that's the big hope, guys, you know, and... Will we be able to perform those basic skills in a place where we haven't had had a whole pile of luck in the last couple of years? Well, we're heading we're heading behind uh, enemy lines here. I think it's fair to say come the weekend. And we're going to be up against it. We're coming up against, you know, a team of guys who are, you know, you got to say they're stylish both on the field and off the field. You know, there's some there's some fashionable guys there. Dangerous players like Jamie Clark. I'll just stop you there. We need to go back to the fashion again. How would these Mayo guys, how would our fabulous young boys shape up to the Armagh team in the fashion stakes? Well, this is an area I think we need to be we're gravely concerned about here at Mayo or back as we head for the weekend. They're just... The style is just a little bit... It, it's leaving a little bit to be desired. You know, I feel we... We're going toe to toe with anyone in the style stakes when we had guys like you know your your Conor O'Shea's and your uh, Michael you, Hall. your Michael Halls and these guys in the squad, but in their absence, I think we're we're missing out a little bit. I think there's one too many fellas in that full back line there now that'll be too accustomed to the old brown brogues, the Wrangler jeans, and the hair gel down. Yeah, I think. I think it's time this Mayo team gave itself, put a bit of a firecracker under its arse and started to take their fashion a bit more seriously. And one guy who is taking his fashion incredibly seriously this year is the boss man, James Horn. He was sporting a simply fabulous little number at the weekend. Talk us through his outfit, Fat Larry. So he was wearing a beautiful little uh, camouflage hat. Some would say that he was a little bit headless on the sideline, but he would do that anyways. That's that would that would you know that's a recurring theme I feel with James. But you couldn't you couldn't really see his head at all. It was it was amazing. He was looking really stylish. I suppose any way you can get any advantage at all, he'll be looking to take it this year. Well, obviously the most fashionable guy that we have in this Mayo squad, of course, is the king of fashion himself, Rob Henley. But the currently out of favor, Rob Henley. Out of favor, Rob Henley. Yeah. So I think. Will we see another change in goalkeeper at the weekend to up us in the give us that bit of a one up in the style stakes? Well, I think everyone should have a fair shot at it. I think fair playing time should be available for all squad players. So one man who hasn't gotten his he hasn't gotten his bit at all this year is Michal Schlingerman, and I would think he would be a fine, fine, fabulous choice for goalkeeper at the weekend. Well, I think it, it would continue that theme of new goalie, another win. Keep it going. Keep changing the goal. Keep it keep, fresh. Keep the winning streak going, you know. We might be seeing, you know, a couple of guys there in the Junior B and C Championships playing good stuff in goal this year. We might see them in goal at some stage at this rate of going if this long run keeps going. So you never know. It seems to be working for now anyways. But who knows who's going to start at the weekend. But I tell you one man who won't be starting at the weekend. David Drake. What's going on there? Now, and, 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 and not just Drake. There's another man I want to bring into the same debate now. You might be able to talk to him. Who could that be? His comrade, Quailon Crow. What's the story? I mean, it's the old, it's the old sitting up on telephone wires, isn't it? They're, they're in the cage. You know, they're, they're being hemmed in. 
birds of a feather flock together on the sideline it seems oh, on the bench it's never good to see this in the height of summer to see just see birds so lifeless, you know, lifeless such, limp yeah you know they're flailing and thrashing around there they don't seem to know what they're at they don't seem to know where they're coming or going and I think that has been a theme for a year or two have we ever replaced Le Grand was a have we ever had anything... Did, did losing Barry Mornan just take a lot of the spunk and a lot of the jizz out of this team? I think I think you're right there, TJ. I mean, like, we're crying out for someone to come along, a new face around that midfield area. We don't have anyone putting their hand up. None of these young guys, I mean, are... They don't seem to want it at all. Like, I mean, you've got a situation with a guy in Matthew Ruan who has removed himself from the squad and wasn't even on the 26 at the weekend. He was off partying somewhere else. This is a guy that played minor, under 21, and again has just dropped off the face of the planet altogether. How are we not bringing these guys through? How are these fellas not making it from the grassroots level to the long grass level, the the, the, the fields of wheat level of grass? The Yeah, to the harvesting level. Harvesting I season. don't... This is a good question and, you know, I suppose it kind of... Is it time to harvest this male crop? I think it could be getting near that stage now. I think we're... It's win or bust, I feel. We're going to either burst the bag at the weekend or it's, you know, it's... The well, bag the will be burst. The only thing I can say about it is, if they can't beat Armagh at the weekend, they won't win that game. They won't, no. They won't win in All-Ireland if they can't beat Armagh. I think if they can't beat Armagh, they'll actually... will be out of the All-Ireland series. So... And you can take that high level of insight and analysis and you can do whatever you want Guys, with it. Guys, listen, that's the level of punditry we're just handing out here. We're giving it to the masses. You're a well-informed inbreds if you're a Mayo or Back listener. So guys, we've been talking a lot of shit, so I think it is high time that maybe myself and TJ, we take a little bit of a break, we take stock, and we will catch you again in a couple of minutes where we will discuss... Power Rankings and Love Island. Hello, Senator Anil Dillon here, your favourite retired Mayo footballer and number one candidate for the upcoming general elections. Having led the people of Mayo on the football field for years, using the power of my now legendary status, I feel that now is the time to lead us on the politics field. I wish to breathe life back into the ordinary Mayo inbred, bringing jobs, improved infrastructure and a new playground to Bannel Tubber. Alongside the great Michael Ring, fabulous facilities for Westport, and my good friend John Delaney, I plan to pump as much funds into Mayo GA as humanly possible. Sponsor driverless cars for every player, a new direct Mayo to Dublin motorway, funding allocated to Powerwash Elvery's McHale Park, and two brand new state-of-the-art knees for Killian. Get Dinnell to the dog! Vote Anil Dinnell number one, and I promise to bring Sam home. Warning, Sam Maguire may not actually come home. Well, you're very welcome back. You're listening to part two of the Mayo Are Back podcast. And it's an absolute pleasure to be listened to. Whichever way you're receiving this into your radio sets, wherever you are around the world, please do get in touch. You can always contact us at Mayo Are Back on the socials if you ever want to send a little message to the page. Or if there's any opinions, maybe any little hot takes that you might have that you want aired out to the Mayo GA public, 
it seems like this is the best place to do it. Absolutely. And listen, whatever rumours you have, we'll put little legs on it and we'll run with it and we're not afraid of the consequences. Remember, we don't have to answer to any of the big players here, any of the players, majors, country broads, media, nothing. We are independent. We are hard-hitting investigative journalists propped up by you, the inbreds of County Mayo. So we thank you for your continued listenership and followership. If you are catching us on Spotify right now, you should make sure to give the page a follow so you can keep up to date with all the inbred news in the Mayo GEA sphere. And that sphere took a little bit of a knock in the last couple of weeks since we were last with you when we heard the crushing and indeed devastating news that one of our finest from the Mayo GEA circle is spreading her wings and flying off further afield. So we heard a couple of weeks ago, of course, a good fan and friend of ours here at the Mayo or Back podcast, Angelina Nugent. Hello, Angelina. How are you? Is she's gonna? She's packing it in. She's had enough. She she can't handle the the hurt and the the craziness that is Mayo G. Well, anymore. I can't blame her, Fat Larry. She was doing it for a few years longer than you've been doing it, and she never gave up. She never gave up until now. Absolutely, it's sad to see, but you know, she's moving on to pastures new, she's got a very exciting new opportunity ahead of her, she is, has taken up a new role, as part of the, a very worthwhile charity, of course, who do great work across the county and the region as well, Um, the, the ISPCJM. So we wish her the best of luck, of course. Um, the ISPCJM, of course, is the Irish Society Protecting Cruelty to Joint Mangers. And I think it's fair to say at this given time, they've got a big workload ahead of them. And they've been very busy as well in recent years, too, more so than other years. Well, well, Fat Larry, as the years tick on and time goes by, it seems like we find ourselves back at the same point again. And, you know... The joint mangers and the way they were so cruelly treated, the knock-on effect that that's had around, you know, the world, globally speaking. How many countries do you see having two presidents these days? Very few. Very few, yeah. Because of how the whole Homeni debacle went down. And for that, the players should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Absolutely. You know, this, it's, it's, a, it's a management style that I've always had preference for would be the joint manger style you know I think it's it's good to have that bit of collaboration a joint know, mangership is better than a single mangership well two two mangers are better than one as we always said you know that was or so we were led to believe and you, but do you know this it's it's even a pandemic that has started to creep into singular uh, mangership as well as we've seen in this county and that the pandemic has moved on to their predecessor as well who was you know we'll see how long James lasts that's all I can say that'll be the true test now before we tip off onto more pressing matters we must give our due respect and our due credits to Angelina the aforementioned Angelina Nugent we have put together at it didn't take us long at stop no it only took us a couple of minutes now we put together some of our favourite clips of Angelina down through the years of her time in Midwest Radio. Oh, so Angelina, this be a good one. enjoy this now. Enjoy this. Take it away. And you were back. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. Emotions are running high now after hearing that. Bring a tear to a little stoning. 
from Angelina to equality. What are your thoughts on equality today? Well, as you know, here at Mayo, we're back. We feel strongly about the whole area of equality between men and women. You know. And, you know, we feel it's something that is very important nowadays. So, in light of that, we would like to, you know, I would say, be very, very critical of our Mayo ladies team. Which I feel is fair. Listen, in terms of equality, we're going to analyse the ladies game. Just as we would analyse the Mayo game. And as the Mayo ladies proved last weekend, they are equally capable of blowing a win that looked like it couldn't be... It couldn't, it couldn't be any harder to lose, really, you know. It looked like they had it all sewn up. And they managed to blow it in the dying minutes against Galway. Which, you know, a lot of positives to take from it, but... Listen, Fat Larry, another lesser respected podcast wouldn't even discuss that game. At least we have the, the gender equality and the cop on. Absolutely. To point out a blatant spade a spade and oh, say that the Mayo here. ladies are just as bad as the Mayo men's oh, team. We're, here. we're not here bashing them. We expect them. We expect, as Mayo fans, we expect success. We have high standards. And we expect that from our men's teams and our women's teams. And I don't think that's too much to ask. So, let's hope that... In an era where this team, may I remind you, can get fully sponsored top oil cards now to drive them right left around the county and what do we, we have can't to even do? oh sure listen what do we have to do for someone to give us a little bit of forget about it do you know if someone has given you a free car for something you should be criticised by the general public for anything for everything that's a philosophy that I have and that's what I think about these two Mayo teams at the moment well TJ what makes my blood fucking boil as you know well at this stage is the fact that we are fighting the hard cause here chipping away for years and years you know going where nobody is willing to go oh, it makes me sick Yet, you know we can't get any even the slightest crumb of sponsorship yet we see a guy like Stephen Cohen driving a 4x4 around the county it's not sponsorship we're getting, it's censorship. Now, let's move on. Let's move talk on there about before I get sick. the power ranking. So guys, the power rankings. I think will we start from start from the bottom? Start from the bottom. And it's no surprise to the inbreds who's at the bottom this week again. For the second week in a row. The players. Of course. Why are they at the bottom? Well, in this current climate within Mayo GA, we are now seeing players being made responsible and being called for their actions. Hold on. You don't mean the players are being disciplined? Absolutely. Oh yeah. my God. The players are being... What? We are now expecting... Certain standards of our players if they want to play for this team, which I which is new ground in this county. I feel. What do you think Horan is getting at there? Do you think he's trying to get the players to show show him a molecule of respect, unlike they did to the previous? 
Mangers or well you know I think it's all going to boil down to what clubhouse the players decide to go to at the end of this year and you know what what they decide to vote on or how they decide to vote and that will be very interesting to see the most famous GA club in the county Ballyhane GAA could be opening its doors again for another day out. <laughs> there was always something suspicious about that club. The hotline is ringing out over there. They're full up with bookings at the moment. They're having bingo nights, fundraisers, dues, fancy dress, manger oustings. Any of your party planning needs can be catered for the in light, the Ballyhane GAA The lights GAA are club. rarely off nowadays. And you know who to find the key off anyways. You know who has the, the, the spare key. The same, the same bundle of keys holds open the war chest and the treasure chest of the movement yeah, and let's, let's Mayo County Board. Let's keep going before we get in any bother. Go on. Number four. Number four, we have our our uh, usual whipping boys of the power rankings, the country broad. Not at the bottom spot for once, but there and thereabouts. Why are they languishing about in fourth this week, Fatlar? Well, they're still clinging on to whatever bit of credibility they had left after the uh, great success, which was the trip to New York. That took a bit of a hit uh, with the disgracefully long cues uh, that it took to get into the Roscommon game and the fact that the stand they built didn't keep even the people at the very back dry. But I think this week they've they're definitely they're teetering on the brink here. They're an absolute disgrace. They're charging just twenty euro in to the Mayo versus Armagh game at the weekend. I think twenty. That's, that's weak. Are they bending the knee to the GAA there? Because I'm pretty sure the qualifiers are twenty euro set prices set centrally by the GAA. And of course, the, the Mayo County Board have always added on their their own slice as well, their extra twenty five percent, which they've and then you'd have Prentice cut on top of that as well. I think that's how the Roscommon game ended up coming to thirty five euro. The fact that this is only coming to twenty euro, I mean, is James Warren even going to get paid this week? I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope he is. Speaking of James Horan. He is a third, smack bang in the middle of the power rankings. Interesting. Well, look at. Let's put it this way: there, he is making big calls. He is keeping guys who are, you know, not doing as they should. They're not towing the line. These guys are being held accountable for their actions, and they are being left on the naughty step. And long may it last. Number two. Me and you, and everybody else that listens. Me and you, baby. The fans. The common, the, inbreds. the common fan. The best fans in the country. There's no doubt about it. Self-proclaimed. And I'm sure the best fans in the country will be on their best behaviour on Sunday, on Saturday evening in McHale Park. Whether we'll see them booing one of our own players as he runs up the field to take a free remains to be seen. Normally we reserve that sort of inbredism for club championship, but to actually see it in the Connacht Championship against Roscommon, it did shock me. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity for a sec, guys. I've been in this job now three years, and I don't think I've ever actually provided a single piece of analysis on the actual sport that we're talking about itself. So I'm just going to take this opportunity. Something that irked me a little bit about Nuri. If, for example, we are seven points ahead... In the 71st minute, we'll say there's six minutes of added time. And Edo decides we're going to hold on to the ball 
we're going to keep the ball because as we all know if the opposition doesn't have the ball they won't be able to cut that seven point lead that six seven point lead so if they start doing that just shut up just please just don't don't Hang on now. their backs no no i know exactly what you're getting at you're talking about messing messing with the ball Messing with the ball in the middle of the field. Hand passing it over Dilly and Dallion. Happing the ball and, and, and dropping it. Not being able to solo the ball properly. Hand passing it around. And go back the way. Should the, should the goal is in front of you? I'd rather see them go backwards. I'd rather kick the, the high ball in on Big Bad Adney Morning. <laughs> and risk the lot. Keep yeah, do you know, you're probably, you're probably right. I don't yeah. know what's after coming over Sorry, here. no. I'm going to withdraw everything I just said there. Let's fucking roll the dice. Blow the six-point lead. Make it a bit of fun. Now to number one. Number Who do we have? One. A new entrant. A new entrant coming in straight at number one this week. And we have to we have to give them their due respect and their due credit. We've touched on it in the podcast already. But let's just say... Step aside, Brafy Mafia. There's a new power group in town. The Balana Stephen Scheitz. They're a new power group rivaling the Brafy Mafia. Actually overtaking them in terms of player power. Absolutely. And wielding that by fleshing out their young lads there in the weekend. They had poor old Davy Clark in goal. He left um, the panel for a few days, of course. Yeah, he left the panel only to... To decide that he wanted to he wanted to play again so they just he asked if he could come back and come back into the sandbox or whatever the the, the play area and he got all the toys he got He's everything he wanted back with open arms and not only has he come in on his own he's also brought Big Mickey Murray in with him. Absolutely. And we've seen Big Mickey in the middle of the field the last day for the first time. No, I don't want to get myself in any trouble here by saying this, but do we feel that David has used his capacity as a member of Angarda Shiakana in some way? We're just speculating, guys. That's all it is. That's all you can do. We're just speculating. Kieran Tracy, fisting Kieran yeah, Tracy absolutely. was another man. A great lad. And what about the nutritionist? Oh, the Regain. Evan Regains. He's looking as physical and intimidating as ever out there in the field, I think. A physical guy. I think it must be all those avocados. You know. Maybe a little bit of smoked salmon. Toast. There wasn't a gram of fat on that point you scored the last day. Oh, it was a beauty. The greenery. Green and red peppers, maybe. I don't know. And, of course, the fifth member of the Ballinat team, who we are now no longer allowed to talk about or use their name. So these are the new power group in Cunty Wayo, guys. And you heard it here first. It's not Brafey, Ballantubber or Cattlebar that runs this team. It is Ballinat. And we couldn't be happier. Because the more inbred the team, the more inbred the supporters, and the more chance the inbreds have of winning and being happy. Absolutely. And that's all we want. We don't want to end up like Alan Dillon or Angelina Nugent and having to retire before we win the All-Ireland. Us at Leo are back. We want to be a part of it just as much as your Kinneil No Conroy's, Adney Mornins or Adox O'Shea. So nowadays, guys, I mean, if we're not talking about Mayo GA or being inbreds, there's a fairly good chance that we might be watching 
Love Island. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like it's worth pointing out that just from watching Love Island, there was a character that we've, we've saw a lot of similarities between him and our country's Gaelic football team. And that character was Tom. A name synonymous with Mayo GA, of course, if it's not Kniff or the new commercial manger or Tommy Persons or Tommy Goonan. Arguably the man who holds the most power of them all. A name which is steeped in Mayo. But I just couldn't help but notice watching Tom and Maura and Love Island and just seeing an awful lot of similarities between how he managed to make an absolute shite of that night away for himself and our inability to get over the line in All-Ireland Finals. What do you think? Well, myself and Fat Larry were having one of our customary chin wags off the record earlier on and if you don't mind me repeating what you said, Fat Larry, you said... Tom had the two hands on the cup, no more than we've had ourselves on many, many occasions. And he just, I suppose to put it eloquently, he fucked it. Absolutely. And it's something we're very accustomed to. But look, you know, that's life. That's Love Island. And we're going to have our own little version of it here on the show, guys. The Love Island, which is known as Clare Island. Clare Island. Who were, the, who were the strong, who were the, the, the big hitters on, the, on, on Clare Island, do you feel? There's a lot of, you know, handsome, young, fabulous guys. They just love, you know, catching up on their tan, sitting out, having a nice, fabulous time on the island. And some people have coupled up. Others have had messy breakups. But one of the strongest couples in there at the moment is Killian and Edo. They're feared by... All the couples on the island. I would say the most powerful couple and early favourites to win Abs- this year's Love Island. Absolutely. Nobody is... No one will ever call these guys out. They get what they want. And you'll see in the most recent eviction from the show that they did get what they wanted as the couple they voted for, Homeli, were fucked off the island. They sent home. Yeah. Sent back to Murrisk. With a lot of public... I think there was, you know, visible anguish and disgrace from the public when they saw Homeli voted off the island. The public were humiliated by the decision. Absolutely, you know. I mean, there's there's some other great characters on the island of there, of course. There was last uh, last week, of course, we saw um, Stephen Rochford. Of course, he left the island in very conspicuous circumstances. There wasn't a lot said. He just was there and then he wasn't there. Apparently he's having a lot of fun with a Donegal boner at the moment. He is. Declan Boner. He's found love off the island. And I'd say Rochi and his boner were having plenty of Jaeger bombs on Sunday night after the big win. The Ulster Championship. For a man that could never win a Connacht, he won arguably a harder county, a harder provincial title with a lot more ease. By all accounts, seems to be going very, very well for him. Well and done to Rocky and him. his boner. That just shows, if you move on from this Mayo team, what can happen to you? Well, look, we could see him back on the island again at some stage in the future when the current contestants maybe have moved on, maybe in a different series. Now... James Horgan is one man who's been ruffling feathers on the island. Well, Talk us been, through how he's been acting the well, last few, uh, few weeks. He's been acting in a completely disgraceful manner, in my opinion. You know, he, he gave himself... He gave himself to 
a certain person on the island. He, you know, he was exclusively with that person. <gasps> All was going so well. They now they had their ups and downs, and their their you know they it wasn't perfect. But out of nowhere, he decided that he didn't want that relationship anymore. That he was, you know, he wasn't feeling, he wasn't having the same feelings. He was over, she was gone. And he, he walked away from that. And then a couple of weeks later, and then he decides that he's changed his mind. Interesting, he's gone crawling back. He's gone back into bed with that individual again. I'd say he could be looking back with a pair of rose-tinted glasses. You know, I these, don't know about these relationships now. tend not to work out as well second time round. Hmm. So I don't know. We're gonna to have to keep tabs on that one. Watch choose, the space. Choose your love island bed partners very carefully, guys. That's all we'd say. I mean, look at the one couple who really nothing is going right for them at the moment. They're just out of sink, out of kilter. Drake and Adney. Oh my goodness. What do you think is the issue there, chemistry wise? Do you think there's something? I think they're just too close. Well, the fact that they are related, you'd think it'd be a perfect Balahadrine-style relationship, you know. But... Yeah, there just seems to be something... It's it's like they're on a different page. As in, know? one of them is on the team, one is on the subs. Yeah. Different you know, team sheets. That might be something that's keeping them... Maybe. Keeping them apart, you know, but... Finally, then, I suppose you've got all different types on the island. And, of course, you've got the man who is going from person to person and he just does it no questions asked he's and on everywhere his, he goes he's on his fifth fifth couple he's on his fifth relationship on the island he's gone back to the same individual on more than one occasion he's gone to different individuals and of course that person is John Mahon and one takeaway from the whole show is John Mahon's tan lads it's just fabulous and what makes it all the more uh, amazing is the fact that he had it before he even got on the island he had it during winter the bronzed Adonis <laughs> looking mean looking lean looking forward to seeing us in the super 8s I'd say no doubt Isn't that right John oh he got the handy draw the handy route hope to see him there now that's Love Island updates for this week Maybe send us a message if you have any other comparisons or any other interesting things you'd like to point out. We would be glad to hear them, guys, as always. Absolutely. We're all about that fan interaction, I feel. And, you know, if you haven't been in touch with us before, feel free. We're the type of guys that spend the hours standing around on the pitch after the game signing jerseys. (laughs) We go above and beyond for our fans. We're the guys who are in the stadium two hours before throwing, even though our seats are already reserved. I haven't missed a single game this year since the New York game, apart from the Roscommon game and the Down game. I am one of the strongest fans of this team in the county. Yeah. And I would be sitting in my highly reserved chamber in the high echelons of McHale Park. So I think, guys, before we get ourselves in any more hot water, and we're already in, not that we're in any hot water anyways, I don't think. Not yet anyways. We'll see when this goes out. We, I think, are going to have to fire up the Ford Fiesta and finish our journey, our long, arduous trip, which is still ongoing 26 hours later, back to the county of our birth.
and we would love to be with you again next week guys as this magical mystery qualifier tour continues but as the big man would say there's no point looking you gotta look one game at a time even in terms of booking hotels for all ireland finals or even after connacht finals you've got to look one game at a time Absolutely. so we're looking forward to this armagh game and nothing else and andy if you want to hear another podcast next week you better start catching a few of those high bombs my friend and keep fisting away up mayo mayo do 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 oh and just uh, before we go we have got a a text has just popped up here on the text machine. It comes in from a well-known Mayo inbred from Ballina, who has got a new chant that she would like to hear being sung at the game on Saturday. So I'm going to give it a little rendition for you now. <coughs> David Clark is like a shark. He sprays the ball all over the park. Once more... David Clark is like a shark. He sprays the ball all over the park. Oh, listen, guys, that is that is absolutely amazing. We want to hear it. We want to hear it in the stands on Saturday. Absolutely, loud and proud. That's really good. That's nearly as good as that one we wrote before that other time. That was really good. Like no one sings. <laughs> what one is that? David Clark do 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 David Clark do 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 David Clark do 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 David Clark Davy Clark Davy Clark Davy Clark Mommy Shark do 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 Mommy Shark